0: This is Plant-Based Briefing, Soy and Cancer, Should We Worry? Here's what the recent literature says, from Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the plant-based podcast where I curate and get permission to narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, compassionate, and eco-friendly living every weekday. Today's article is from Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. She offers delicious, whole-food, plant-based weekly meal plans to make meal planning and batch cooking easier. Her meal plans are delicious, healthy, and easy. They're really well thought out. She also does a lot of work and creates a lot of content around positive mindset in the kitchen and positive flow as well. I highly recommend following her. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Soy and Cancer, Should We Worry? Here's what the recent literature says, by Brigitte Jem at VeganFamilyKitchen.com. When a client says, I'm concerned about including soy products in my plant-based diet because of the cancer risk, this is the information that I can provide them. In short, no, you should not avoid eating soy for fear of increasing your cancer risk. Quite the opposite. In the past, many health professionals were concerned about the potential of the plant estrogens, or isoflavones, present in soy, to increase the risk of breast cancer. Studies done on rats also mislead us into thinking that soy consumption in humans would induce tumor growth. Thankfully, we now know that isoflavones interact with human estrogen receptors in different ways than actual human estrogen, and that rodents and humans process soy isoflavones differently. We also know that regularly consuming soy products like edamame, tofu, and soy milk is not associated with a greater cancer risk. In fact, soy likely contributes to the prevention of various cancers and reduces the odds of recurrence. Soy and Breast Cancer The impact of soy consumption on the incidence of breast cancer has been one of the most studied. In their systematic review and meta-analysis of 75 prospective studies examining the connection between various foods and breast cancer risk, Kazemi and colleagues identified seven studies with data on soy consumption for 4,055 breast cancer cases. The authors state that soybean consumption was associated with a 3.5% reduction in breast cancer risk. They note that this finding is consistent with those of other related studies. However, the number of studies they worked with remains small and did not allow to differentiate between types of soy or women's life stages pre- or postmenopausal. Specific soy foods have also been studied. In a 2020 study by Fraser and colleagues based on the Adventist Health Study 2 cohort, 52,795 females aged 30 and older, The health outcomes of women were contrasted based on their dairy or soy milk consumption. The benefit of the Adventist Health Study 2 cohort is that it includes a critical mass of participants who do not consume dairy at all, as well as many who consume more soy foods than the average American. They were able to individually control for soy or dairy consumption. The study found no clear association between soy milk and breast cancer, but a higher risk of breast cancer in participants consuming the most dairy milk compared to those consuming the least. One downside of this study is that milk consumption was only measured once at baseline, and participants may have changed their diet through the years. For those reasons, the authors note that the causality between dairy milk consumption and breast cancer needs to be considered but cannot be proven by their study alone. Soy and Other Cancers Soy consumption also decreases the risk of prostate cancer, based on a systematic review and meta-analysis of 30 studies totaling over 250,000 individuals from Asia, North America, and Europe by Applegate and colleagues. Among other findings, the authors calculated a 35% reduction of the risk of prostate cancer in those consuming more unfermented soy foods. However, the authors note that not all studies included in their meta-analysis took all confounding factors into consideration, and that some of the study's data could be inconsistent due to deficient participant recall. Eating non-fermented soy products may also decrease your risk of gastric cancer, though fermented soy products, like tempeh, were found to be associated with a higher risk. Dietary Guidelines Thus, and though every study listed above has some limitations, there seems to be a consistent conclusion in the scientific literature. Normal dietary consumption of soy food products, especially non-fermented ones like edamame, tofu, and soy milk, does not increase the risk of cancers occurring. Accordingly, the 2020 Diet and Physical Activity Guideline from the American Cancer Society encourages soy food consumption as, quote, Soy and foods derived from soy are an excellent source of protein and thus provide a healthier alternative to meat, The American Cancer Society, however, recommends avoiding soy-based supplements as they may be associated with higher cancer risks for certain women. What about soy allergy? You should know, however, that soy is considered a priority allergen, according to Health Canada 2018. If you consume soy products like soy milk, tofu, edamame, vegan meats made with soy protein, and start experiencing a skin reaction, tingling, especially near your mouth, abdominal symptoms, or signs of anaphylaxis, you should get medical attention. However, an expert committee from the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations is recommending that soy be moved to the B list of allergens, as it impacts a very small number of people globally and generally causes mild symptoms only. Aside from being very nutritious, soy can be made into many delicious dishes and seasoned in a myriad of ways, so we would be foolish to go without. Plan to enjoy some soy foods every week. Because it's so nutritious, delicious, and easy to prepare, I make sure to include some tofu or other soy products, especially at Amami, in the vegan meal plans every week. You just listened to Soy and Cancer, Should We Worry? Here's what the recent literature says, from Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And it really is a shame that many doctors aren't up on the latest research. And I personally know someone whose doctor tells her to avoid soy so she doesn't have a recurrence of breast cancer, when the exact opposite is true. If you are interested in other episodes on soy, check out episode 36, from Physician's Committee for Responsible Medicine called Soy and Health, 190 from Switch for Good called Five Facts About Soy Milk, and 191 from Nutrition Facts is Soy Healthy for Breast Cancer Survivors, and episode 309 from Physician's Committee called Fighting Hot Flashes with Diet, and guess what the key ingredient is? Soy. This morning, there was a one-hour segment on NPR, our national public radio, about menopause and how it's impacting women's ability in the workplace, and how many women can't get proper medical assistance or care for their symptoms, and I just wish that this information was more common. I wish that these doctors knew the truth about soy, both for cancer prevention and preventing recurrence, as well as for menopausal symptoms. I personally went from dealing with symptoms like hot flashes by literally being on my hands and knees in a hotel room while we're on vacation with my head in the mini fridge to having my symptoms disappear when I went whole food plant-based and incorporated a fair amount of soy in my diet. So please share this information. Please share this episode with anyone who might benefit. And thanks for listening.